Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Well, at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning, it looked like it was going to be another wet and disastrous Saturday. But the rain stopped. And all that meant we've got another summer weekend wrap to tell you about. Reports from Dalefield, Bolton Plainfield and Marsh Lane to come. Welcome to Monday on Radio New at Sport. And there is only one place to start with the cricket, and that's at Bolton playing field. And Clippo's best victory as a captain. Chasing high-flying Westbridge for 255. For once, the batsmen's got their heads down, and our locals crossed the line with two overs to spare. Well, I say the batsmen, not quite all the batsmen. I'll let Tim tell you about that one a little bit later on. 165 run partnership between Jacob Fisher and Jack Copley saw Collingham home by seven wickets at Woolerton. David Parks with all the stories from that game to come. But while both our Division A sides were in prime form, not so much for the Division D teams. Newark R&M were not even close at Bingham. Chasing 211, they managed 130 all out. In response, and to make it a bad day all round, Fondon fell 14 short in their run chase at Hicklin. But back to boy at Balderton, and the seconds remain top of Division H after coming back from Woodborough with 20 points. Our leading, our area's leading wicket taker, Eden Tranter, added a number f- another three to her impressive total, while Alan Jackson, 47 runs as the comeback gathers momentum Gary Edgerton joins us from Devon on Thursday to round up all the local stories in the cricket world just before he heads north to Dalefield of course because next Saturday Collingham play Balderton please sunshine just for me on Saturday do me a favour away from the world of cricket Chad Sugden is now number 10 ranked light heavyweight in the UK after his latest victory. More on this one tomorrow night. I wonder if there's a fight against Ex Bellman coming up. Our two Division A sides, Tony, are hitting form just as they go head-to-head with each other. It's, um... I can't wait. Well, as a member of Newark r and I'm not talking cricket tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Newark r and for that matter. No, it's just, um, <clears throat> you know, the Collingham always had the uh, quality. That was never in doubt. But Balderton have done absolutely superb to uh, get off to such a flyer this season in, in the way that they have. And it's, it sounds like they're really, as you say, hitting top form at the minute. So we look forward to that, and we'll talk to Long and Old with Gary about that on Thursday night. But um, 
in the world of sport, you, you've got referees, you've got umpires, um, and all these guys and girls do it because, yes, they enjoy it, yes, they get paid for it, but it's their contribution to sport, and it's a way that they can be involved in sport if they don't think they can play the game anymore. Fair comment. So, at our level, which is grassroots level, quite simply, that's what we like the best, you're going to have days when umpires and referees and match officials don't quite get it right. The same as you've got days when footballers don't time a tackle right, or cricketers hit the ball straight back to where the fielder's standing because they thought it was going to go for six and it actually went ten yards in the air. All I'm trying to say is not everybody gets it right all the time. I think our officials get it right more often than not. There's one word that they hate in local sport, and that word is cheat, because they're not. As I said, get it right, get it wrong. They are not cheats. And Tony, bless him, who is... Neil Carnem's umpire, and by his own admission, he hasn't got every single decision right he's ever made, but he's given the decision that he saw at the time, was actually called a cheat. He's actually called something else, but we'll stick with cheat. <laughs> it was actually called a cheat on Saturday. And Tony, that must hurt. Yeah, because I would have made the same decision if, if we'd have been batting. I'm like, sorry, if, if, if we'd have been bowling. So, um, basically, when you make a decision that in your eyes is completely honest and uh, a player responds with um, the word cheat, then, uh, yeah, it is a, it's, it's, it's a slap in the face. But Dave Smith put it best. My umpiring mentor, Dave Smith. Everybody knows Dave Smith on the cricketing circuit. And he said, Dave, uh, he said Tony, if you're going to be an umpire, you've got to be able to take an awful lot of abuse. And I said to him, Dave, I lived with three women for 25 years. Cricketers have got nothing, mate. I thought, you just take it with a pinch of salt. What can you do? You can um, go down the full level of uh, Law 42, uh, which is what um, I would have done, probably, if, if I was still umpiring at first 11 level. At second 11 level, where I am now in Division J... You don't want to start going down the laws of holding people over the coals and stuff like that. But if somebody called Rob Ch Rob Townsend or Andy Hind a cheat, it would be a red card flashing in the face and goodbye. And quite rightly so. Yeah, you can you can do, you've got that within your power at cricket. You can uh, get the captain together and say, "I would like that player to leave the field now, please," because I'm not going to take for language like that. But I just decided I just decided to sort of you know treat it on the day as saying, you know, look, keeper, come on. Let's not spoil a nice afternoon. Crack on, love. And, uh, you know, just diffused it, which is the best way of dealing with it, I think, at our level. Anybody can say anything in the heat of the moment. Did you get an apology when it had all calmed down? No. Uh, now, that I, see, that I think is totally out of order from that point. I was, totally. I was stood next to the guy in the bar afterwards and uh, he didn't take the time to go. Sorry about that, mate. Heat of the moment. Uh, perhaps uh, when he gets a bit older, he'll learn... Uh, well, he should have taken the time out to buy. So, sorry about that, mate. Yours is a what? Yeah, but it's... Um, so, I, I just didn't want to take it any further. In retrospect, perhaps I should have done, because if he tries it on with somebody else who's going to get offended by it, then he might get himself into an awful lot of bother. Well, let's 
probably hope he does. Um, England play cricket, um, play... England play Australia Tejpiston on Thursday in the semi-final of the Cricket World Cup. I don't think it's a semi-final that they would have wanted. No, but um, I think if you're going to uh, win at that level, then you might as well play the best. And um, I don't know if anybody saw it last night, but on Channel 4 last night at 10 o'clock, between 10 and 11... Uh, there was t- the 2005 Ashes documentary of the greatest series ever. And uh, that England team were very, very frail. And they had to really dig deep with themselves to pull off that 2005 Ashes win. And this They ki- actually had the look that was going as well. Oh, yeah. They yeah. actually had a lot yeah, of luck. But you make your own luck. Yeah, OK, yeah. And, I'll give you that. And basically, this current England side are going to have to dig deep within themselves because they've um, they've had a stumble in in their matches against Australia and uh, Sri Lanka and, and they've fought back uh, with two must-win games against India and New Zealand and now they've got probably Australia and probably uh, India in the final. But, I mean, like, sort of... I've said right from the start it will be an India-Australia final. I hope I'm desperate. I desperately hope I'm wrong. Because there is talk about putting the final next Sunday on free-to-air television. And so they're going to possibly wangle it so that Sky don't have the domination of it. They're going to put it on free-to-air television so that it can reach a far greater audience. England haven't been in the semi-final of the World Cup for 27 years at cricket. So it's it's a really massive massive occasion, and and, and uh, Michael Vaughan uh, was uh, talking uh, yesterday and was saying that England winning the World Cup might well be bigger than them winning the Ashes, for the simple reason that when they win the Ashes, they've only got to beat Australia. They've got to beat everybody else in the world to win the World Cup, and they've never done it before. So yeah, it'll be a it, massive, <coughs> massive thing for cricket. To win the Ashes, you have to play proper cricket. Right, still to come. <laughs> um, Tim Clipson, David Pipes, and Mark Everton. No uh, Newark R&M tonight, I'm afraid, which is the reason why Tony and I are waffling away like we are. Mm. Um, Le- Leicester have signed the Belgium international Yuri Tillemans from Monaco. Who's on loan last year, wanting apparently he is one heck of a player. Forty million pounds spent on him. They spent thirty million pound on Iose Perez from Newcastle, and they've also bought um, James Justin, one from the future, from Luton. After what happened at Leicester with the helicopter crash and losing the mm, chairman mm. in the winter, it could have gone one of two ways. Leicester City, the family could have said, "Okay, you know." It was Dad that really was um, wanting to do Leicester. We're not that bothered, but they're actually putting their hands in their pockets. And Leicester's got to be the dark horse for a top six finish. I think uh, his son uh, has has proved to be a chip off the old block. Um, It's impossible to try and pronounce the name, but the poor guy who died in the helicopter crash, his son, who was the vice-chairman, has now taken over uh, the the, the top job at the club. And and he sort of sees Leicester City's future success as a legacy to his dad. And, uh, you know, um, he's he's really thrown his 
his, his family fortunes into it. I think I think when they appointed Brendan Rodgers, he was given certain uh, assurances about the way the club was going. They've just uh, started to build an £80 million training centre, which is supposed to be the most elite of its kind in Europe. I mean, Leicester City, I mean, I know three years ago they won the championship, but I mean, that was just... <coughs> Fantasy land, wasn't it? But, just, but they just, actually are doing something about. It just makes again. me laugh a minute because if, if 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 you read more and more what Benitez said, and I was, as I say, I'm going to China as Bostage's copy, but with me. But the fact is, um, when I mentioned to um, Ash, Ashley and Charlie that we've got to do something to improve the training centre, they painted the walls. <laughs> <laughs> and Leicester spent £80 million on this. Um, but did you see today that Steven Gerrard has turned down the Newcastle yeah. job? Because who in the right... Well, who's going to... Who in the right mind would take that I job? I mean, it's a brilliant, absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant job. As we have said on this radio yeah. station, Newcastle United could be the biggest club in the world. Yeah. If the shake proves out to be a genuine guy and they get shut of Ashley, bringing somebody like Gerrard... You know, it, it could be a massive club, but nobody's going to take it while that idiot's still there. Newark Flow Serve have got, undoubtedly, some of the best footballers there now in a wide area, at least this county. Um, I went to a training session with them on Saturday morning at Carl Greaves' gym, and Carl put them through the paces for an hour. And it, it's so interesting. I mean, one, they did everything Carl asked them to do. And they did it pretty much with a smile on their faces. <laughs> but <clears throat> different types of fitness, Tony, isn't they? Oh, yeah. Because by the end of that hour, they was on their knees. Oh, yeah. Absolutely on their knees. And they might be fantastic footballers, but I'm not sure we've got the best boxers in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were with me on Tuesday night at the training session at the YMCA, and that, that uh, physio, trainer, whatever really put them through the paces with, with those dis with those disciplines they were doing. But they did it. They did it, and, and they looked superb. Yes. And, OK, they needed a gulp of that water, but after it, they weren't breathing particularly heavy mm. because they're fit lads. But boxing is a different An world. hour with cold grease, and they was crawling out the door. Because you've got to do that for three minutes each round, and there's usually about ten rounds. And... The other side of the equation is there's somebody in there trying to knock your head off at the same time. Boxing, you've got to be absolutely fit as a flea, and it is the best training possible for somebody who's trying to get fit is boxing. Can I just say one thing about Carl Greaves? I got the grandchildren at the weekend, and young Finlay came with me. Not only did Carl invite him into the ring to have his photo taken with him, you know, the one with Carl... Showed him out, you know, the fists up and everything to have the photo taken. He got him a pair of boxing gloves. He, he took him over to one of these punch bags and was showing him how to do it. And all this time, he was also training 15 fully grown men. What I'm really trying to say is that nothing, but nothing, was too much trouble for Carl. And at the end of it, Carl and the Flosa footballers, bless him, was high five in young young Finlay? Yeah. I think that's what sport is all about. I think it's what Carl Greaves is all about. I mean, what he's brought to this town is. I mean, we, we spoke about Dean Sugden last week, you know, and, and, and what Dean Sugden's legacy will be in this town. It's not only sort of achieved great boxing success for his for his gym. <coughs> he's also done wonders for the youth of this town in sort of you know taking a lot of them off the streets and turning them into uh, you know de decent citizens. 
Carl Greaves is is an absolute blessing to this town. He's, he's just a fantastic bloke and always has been. So I've known him since he was 15. And he, he always has been a top, top bloke to deal with. Always has stacks of time for you. And when he won his world title, the following day, I sat with him in his front room and did an interview with him. We watched the tape on the telly of his fight at Nottingham and then I did an interview with him and he was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely, some dynamite stuff in there. And then, as ever, because I've learnt from the, doing it wrong in the past, you rewind the tape and make sure it's played. There was nothing, it was dead. Because my batteries had gone. And so I said, oh, crazy, it hadn't recorded. Anyway, hang on, Sam, what I'll do is I'll get the uh, batteries out of the TV remote control, try them in it, see if that works. I went, all right, mate, yeah, brilliant, yeah, we'll, we'll try that one. And I stuck him into my uh, dictaphone, and he repeated verbatim, word for word, absolute bang-on interview. And then I, I chucked the batteries back at him and said, thanks for that, mate. You know, I can't imagine Lennox Lewis doing that. No, exactly. That's Carl Grease for you. Top man, absolute top man. OK, to the phone lines, and let's start them. Um, at our summer weekend wrap. And the only place to start it, really, is Bolton playing field, because the best win of the season, the best win in many a long year, probably, um, to Bolton Cricket Club. And um, Tim Clipson's here to tell us all about, um, yeah, a very good day. Tim, welcome back. And uh, you should have a smile on your face. Um, it didn't quite go perfectly, but for the team, let, let's start with the team. You should be beaming. Oh, absolutely chuffed, mate. Um, buzzing, great win. Um, one of the best that we've probably had playing for Boulderton um, in a long, long while. You know, we, to be fair, mate, we were down and out. At, I think we, they were 200 for two after probably 30 overs. Um, if it was a boxing match, it would have been stopped. You know, they, <laughs> they was absolutely flying. Um, and I just kept saying to the lads, come on, if we can get these two out, you know, we're a ride into a mere. Um, and that's what we did, you know, kept them to 260 and it was game on then. And I think one, one thing that, you know, we have to say, because I've seen him bat on numerous occasions, Reese is, is a quality batsman and if he gets going, um, he, 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 he is, is a joy to watch. Yeah, yeah, the, hey, there's no doubt about it. The lad can play him. I said to the boys in the dressing room, they've got two players, and if they come off, all well and good, you know, fair play to them. If they don't, we can skittle them. And the two of them come off. He got, I think Reese got under and maybe 15. The other professional, he got 80-odd. Um, they both played very, very well, took the chances. They had a bit of luck, but you need to, don't you? You know, that's the name of the game, isn't it? You take your luck um, as it comes, because there's a lot of times that you don't um, and, and to be honest with you, once we got that pair out, we bowled brilliantly. The last 20 overs was just pure class, really. We, we, we played to a plan and we did it and executed it very well uh, to keep them to 260 on there when they were probably looking at 350 at one point in the game. Um, it was just marvellous. Like. And 255, 260, of course, is, is a target that, you know, 
you go in thinking you can get yeah, if you're chasing 350 you're just going in to try and save it but, yeah it's game over then but, you know they should have batted us out of the game and they didn't they were trying to be i think they were trying to be a bit clever keeping so they we didn't get their overs and then i think they were trying to stop us getting bowling points but that played into our hands you know 300 you batted out of the game it's play for a losing draw you come off with eight ten points and you know you've had a bad day but I said, as soon as we walked off, I got all the lads in the dressing room and said, look, they have just made a big mistake there. We can get these. If we go out, play properly, build partnerships, it's game on. That's, that's, been, the, that's <laughs> been the problem in the past a little bit. Um, but this time, um, I got there and um, uh, you and, and Bubbly, the wonderfully named Bubbly, um, <laughs> seemed to have the thing under control. Um, you was in your 40s, he, he was just not doing anything silly, just hitting singles and twos, because it was only five, six and over you wanted. Um, yeah, run a ball, that's all we need. And, and I, I, I was talking yeah. to the lads and saying, you know, right, come on, don't, because the previous over you'd managed to hit a six and and, and a four, and I thought, Tim, just, just, put your head down, slow down. And I've never seen you so despondent on a cricket pitch when you, quite frankly, got yourself out. Yeah, just, I never asked him. I thought I, I was just. I haven't, I haven't felt as comfortable as that in years, and it was just everything was going right. And then uh, I, I was just saying to Bubbly the previous few overs, just keep tipping away, waiting for the bad ball will hit that and nudge singles off the others, and it was all going to plan. And then you know, just absolutely timed the pants off one and got caught on the boundary and just gutted, <laughs> absolutely gutted. There was a hundred there, you know. Even there was. It was there it for the taking. Yeah, soft as grease, like. But, but I mean, the the lad on the boundary, Tony, the West British lad on the boundary, didn't move an inch. He just stood exactly no. where he was and put his hands in front of him and caught it. Well, if you're that good yeah. as a batsman, you can <laughs> pick him out, you see. <laughs> oh, he yeah. picked, picked it perfectly. <laughs> and you could you could hear the groan from around that playing field. It was an audible groan. As, you know, and then they then the guys said... If you want to keep you know, this clip, oh, it's available on podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, then it was a case with... Right, Chris. Chris Dobby, go in there. You've got all night. Yeah. And he, he played brilliantly. Yeah. I said to him, just just play. You know, that that's when you need your, your your big match players to come to the fore, and that's what he did. You know, we'd, we'd had a bit of a chat the week before. Bubbly netted really well, and me and Chris stood on the square and said, look, let's try and get him in and let him, you know, play like we can. And then it gives Chris a bit more of a chance at the end of the innings. Um, which he is very, very good at doing, um, to go in and, and, and play like he does. I think um, the compliment, Chris, is that you played Division A-style cricket. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's like what I've said to you all along, mate. We, we know we can, and, and we've just been... There's the odd few things that's happened that it just hasn't clicked, but that was like what we know we can play. Um, and... Yeah, brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. Built partnerships, played very well. You know, there was a lot of like stuff went on before the game. There was people down there putting the covers on for us because a few of the lads was at work. You know, there was a lot of there's a lot of people in the club who's helping, and it's very much appreciated at the minute. It's it's a good vibe we've got. So let's just hope we can keep it going. The forms there, the professionals settled, everybody's smiling. 
seven miles down the road, they've hit some form, everybody seems happy there, it's going to be an absolute cracker on Saturday. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, just, um, you know, let's just, hopefully, hopefully it does come like that, you know, the weather doesn't spoil it, or, you know, it should be a great game. It should, and when we really, really... Are you looking at a full-strength squad? We're not, we won't say team, we'll... We don't, we don't, we don't want to tell Pipes, he's, 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 um, he's up next, so... Is, um, are you hoping everybody's going to be available? Crack, if you can't be available for this. Yeah, yeah, no, we've got everybody available, fit and raring to go, and, yeah, hopefully, um... Hopefully they have as well, and <laughs> we'll have a good game. We've had a lot of good games against them in the past, and you know they're all a good bunch of lads. We know them really well. Yeah, so you can't hopefully. wait for it. The question is: Has Alan Jackson done enough to get back in the first team? Oh, I don't know, really, Mick. I think <laughs> his, you know, he took his pension now. I think he's actually played in the seconds, and yeah, he's doing a really good job in there with a lot of the young <laughs> lads and. Um, Connor Ross did really well again at the weekend. He batted longer than a da- his dad this week, as I say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> with, with the the youngsters there, they couldn't have anybody better to learn oh, yeah, off, yeah. to talk to, to yeah. be with well, than Jacko. Yeah, he taught all of us. You know, he was captain with us like when we were coming through from probably fifteen onwards. You know, for probably ten or fifteen years and. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Top man um, on and off the field, really. You know, you couldn't ask for more. You most certainly couldn't. And um, our friend Eden got three more wickets to keep her in that. I think she's up to 11th now in the in the league wicket-taking. So she's got to be knocking on the door as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put words into your mouth, Tim, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you keep me in a few flowers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm... As we said last week, it's important for them to get their act together in the twos because you need them a lot closer than A to yeah, H. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're doing well though. You know, they're doing what they've asked. They've gone out and won the last few weekends. You can only do what you can do, and like you say, just get that gap tighter. Um, and hopefully, you know, if we can make a couple of signings next year, um, it'll just strengthen it even more, won't it? You know, you've got the young lads a year older again, and. Um, that can only benefit the club, can't it? After the bottom two, Wollerton look look gone, to be quite honest. And yeah, you've got two games yeah. in hand over casuals and you're already above them. You've got to keep it going, yeah, they're, mate. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, there's a lot to play for yet, mate. You know, yes. We've said all along, we had a not a bit of a bad start, but we've played a lot of the better sides already. So hopefully we can keep picking points up. You know, big game again. Got good 20 points on Saturday. Hopefully we can get another 20 points on um, Saturday again and keep rolling. I'm sitting on that fence that goes around Dalefield. Yeah. I think it's the best are you, thing. Are you coming down, mate? I should be there. Not only am I coming down, Gary Edgington from the league is coming all the way up from Devon on Saturday morning to watch that cricket match. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> travelling back. Then he's travelling back to Devon at the end of it. Is he really? Yeah. He is oh, coming man, up. Yeah. He comes up. He picks one game a season... To come yeah. up from Devon, um, and this is the one that he's coming to see. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. But I've got, I've got to nip him down. Game. I've what? got to nip him back down to the playing field at some stage during the afternoon because if Jacko's not with you, he does want to meet up with Jacko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he'll be going down the players. I think he will. Yeah. 
So, um, Bubbly, 83 and 4 for 74. Chris Dobby, 44 and 4 for 18. Tim Clipsham, 46. It was a bit of a team effort, mate. Well done, everybody. Yeah, the, the, I will say as well, mate, the, the, the pro and Dobby was, you know, different class again on Saturday. They, they were, they both played very well, but it was, it was a team, you know, good team effort on Saturday. It was yeah. brilliant. It was really, really good. Good. Good to watch. The bit I watched of it, really enjoyed it. Well done, everybody, Tim, and we'll see you all on Saturday in beautiful, sunny conditions. Hopefully, mate. It see better be. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. I'm not really, you know, you're a Newell Coronet man, I know, but you're also a, you're also a cricket lover. Um, it's nice to see Bolton it in form. It's nice to see Collingham it in form, and it's even better to see them going head-to-head. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's going to be a cracking occasion on Saturday. But um, I, I was interested to hear that Gary Edgington wants to uh, meet Alan Jackson because um, <coughs> I, I suppose with WG Grace being dead now, is it, it's the next best thing meeting the bloke who opened the batting with him. Well, it's got to be like that while we're waiting for Wally Ammons' <laughs> permit to come over from Australia to England. Yeah, bless him. Yeah, you sort of asked for that one, didn't, didn't you? <laughs> But uh, that's where we all roads. I know your road is not leading to um, your roads leading to football. Mm. But we'll talk about that one in a few minutes. Next up on our trip round the um, round the counties, Dalefield and David Pikes. But before then, um, all the podcasts from last week are now up and available for you to listen to. And this is how you do it: Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport, Monday to Thursday, seven to eight pm, with Mick and Tony. Newark, the home of Newark Sport. Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Okay, we've just heard that um, Balderton's in form. They've got a full strength squad and they can't wait for the weekend, which is just as well because Collingham are also in form, having coming back from Wollerton with maximum points. David, um, a good comprehensive if expected victory ah we'll try again we'll put we'll put that little green mark up and say good evening david good evening michael yeah, how are you i'm all right but you didn't hear any of that build up did you i did that i did it all i was ready for you <laughs> we just couldn't <laughs> hear what you were saying right. um <laughs> i'll come back to the fact in a minute it, it, it really does set up because you're in form and you're in form but i think you had to come back from Wollerton with a victory david we did. We had to really keep um, our interests alive um, for where we want to be. Uh, so we didn't start particularly well, to be fair. We the, although we won the toss and extra field, it was, yeah, you said earlier about the rain. We didn't get out there till 20 past two. So let's hang around for a couple of hours or so before we could um, get out there and do something. So we played a, a short match and um, 
uh, drinks halfway, 20 overs, they were, they were 100 for naught, which was not great for us. Um, we didn't bowl the field particularly well as a collective unit, and we let the couple of overs get away, but we managed to have, well, have some, well, have had some, um, some positive words at drinks, I should say, and we, we kind of motored on and grabbed a couple of wickets and, and halted their momentum to 190-odd for six or seven, I can't remember how many, uh, in the end at uh, tea time. So, sorry, no, not 190, 205, I should say. So, um, it was, uh, we pulled it back, second second spell of, uh, of our bowling areas. It's, yeah. How, how have you got your mindset before you went to Wollerton? Because you've had the losing draws and then that turned into a winning draw. So the mindset going into this one, and you, you know, you've explained all the way through um, how important the victory was. Yeah. Travelling to Wollerton and training on a Thursday night, it, guys, this has got to be the effort. This has got to be the one. Yeah, and one thing you don't want to do is make bad starts, um, which which we did, to be honest. But we do have, we do dig deep at times, and that showed again Saturday. The mindset, the mindset was there's a lot of rain around, and we got what we wanted to start with, which was the bowling. But for some reason, we didn't we didn't quite adapt to that quite quickly enough. But but you made good changes, Oliver, and we got we got in amongst them soon after drinks and, and the mindset from that moment from drinks really for the next three quarters of the match really really changed to a full full good performance in the end so one thing we need to do improve on is is our consistency throughout the match because um, that's happened on quite a few occasions this season um, but the batting wise we were well we were never out, out of it really um, Oliver and Jake Fisher, they, they're the ones who put on the 160, not Jack Copley. Right. Uh, I don't know whether the website's wrong, I don't know. But, the website's uh, wrong. Yeah, yeah, they both <laughs> came out in. Um, 78 for Oliver and 85 for Jake. And then Mohammed went in and scored one not out. That, that bit he got the right. Most important one not out is, <laughs> is, uh, is time in England, I think, with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we needed that 20 points. You must say that. And um, as we're talking to Tim just before you came on, it sets up the prospect of a wonderful match um, this weekend because they're informed to two victories on the bounce and um, their professional yeah. is settling in in well. Um, Mohammed, with a bit of sun on his back, will cause great problems. And everybody else from both teams around him does seem to be up for it? Oh, we're always up for it. Um, we're always up for local derbies. Um, shame that we didn't have one last year. Um, but, um, yeah, it's... Me being, being old and wise and all that, tells me, I tell myself that it's just another game. It's, it's just a game of cricket. Um, the younger ones, they'll get a bit more excited than probably myself. So I've, I've lost count how many times I've played these games. Um out of my focus and, and the captain's focus is, is to go and get 20 points and then um, if it's Bolton great if, if not it's, it's it's another team but 
We always like to put one over on your local. <laughs> <laughs> it's, why, it's why I like local sport best, you know, if it's Newark against Mansfield or, you know, Newark against South or anything like that. There's always a little bit of bit of edge to it, isn't there? Yeah, there's a bit of edge, a bit of friendly, friendly rivalry. Uh, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a few words said at various times in good, in good spirits. Um, I'm equally sure you'll all be in the bar afterwards as well. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope, uh, hope, uh, hope the weather's going to be all right, because just looking at that, uh, it's going to turn a bit iffy again towards the end of the week, but you can't rely on that, and we're all going to get ready to play cricket on, on Saturday, both teams. If Dad's going to call it off, I want it called off fairly early so we can get Gary Edgerton turned around somewhere. Oh, can't do U-turns on the M5. <laughs> Oh, he probably could. Right. Um, <laughs> David, Chairman. really looking forward to it. The forecast is actually good for Saturday so far. Right, so um, let, let's hope it is. Uh, um, half past 12 start. We aim to be yeah. there by half 12. Um, and spend a cracking day at Delfield watching our two best cricket teams go head-to-head for the first time in, in two years. And we we can't wait. David, we'll see you all on Saturday. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks, bye. Bye-bye. I can't um, uh, do, do a, a first-team report, obviously, from Callum Road, but I would like to give you an interesting little snippet from the second eleven game uh, with uh, Newark R&M playing away at Old Dolby. Uh, we, too, had a late start. The we co- started with that game. Yeah, but the covers were still on at 2 o'clock, so we had a shortened game as well, 40 overs aside. Nobody has got the predicted 400 in the World Cup this summer that everybody thought would happen, but Old Dolby very nearly got there. Uh, there were 100 after 10 overs, 200 after 20, 300 after 30. Our bowlers just couldn't get it out of their hands. And it was, you know, fortunately, two of them got their act together in the last um, 10 overs and restricted them to 357 in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think you um, didn't win. We fell short. We fell short. In, in, in the reply, yeah. Um, our Gary Edgerton Karen do a three point turn in his micro on the M5 apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to just turn to football for a few few minutes because um, I quite happily agree with you. The 8th of July, we should not be talking about football, but football yeah. um, one way and another seems to be creeping up on us. Um, Grant from town look a stronger proposition this time round. Um, the Gingerbread started their pre season with a single goal victory at Boston Town. You would expect them to win at Boston Town but they won and they've um, announced the signing of Rob Atkinson from Spennymore the defender is an England C international was mm. part of the Fleetwood team that yeah. was promoted to Division 2 so I think um, Grantham do seem to be making we'll find out how good they are a week tonight a week <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> when, they're, yes. when they're at Flos for a pre-season friendly well we will see it will be interesting Matt Wade's reign at Curtin Brickworks starts with a home friendly against um, Woodhouse Colts on Wednesday night um, we know Matt's got two or three new lads out there and I'm sure one or two more will be making the way to Curtin lovely little ground lovely little setting um, you've probably never been to that one have you I think I have, yeah, I think I've been there with um, either Newark Town or, or Simos in the past, um, but um, basically... Uh, this is a lovely letter, I hope Matt does well, and we'll, we'll, we're, we, even though Curtin are technically not sort of in our 
the yeah, name. Where you all... but Matt Wade's very much Matt Wade is so Matt Wade uh, is in that domain and he is a lovely lad. Wish him all the best. He's a lovely yeah. fellow, as you say. Step six clubs have been receiving letters from the FA over the weekend advising them that you have been refused entry to this season's FA Cup. Apparently due to an Ober subscription, um, someone in the FA have then now decided that... Um, Points per game, remember the old PPG from FlowServe at the end of last season? Points per game, raise its ugly head again, and you have to have 1.84 points per game. Um, They've made the cut-off. Newport, Isle of Wight, have appeared in every FA Cup since 1929. The only team on the island to appear in the FA Cup. They finished sixth in their Step 6 league last year. Very competitive, right at the top. But their PPG was not high enough, and they have been told, no, you're not in this season's FA Cup. Tough. My initial comment is... <laughs> Mine's on principle. Yeah. Is, you know, <laughs> once again, so much for encouraging grassroots football. It's unbelievable. The FA say, you know, that's the figure, because it's got to get down to two, and that's the way it does. Well, that's a load of rubbish. That's just... Total rubbish. Because, one, why do championship clubs not come in until the third round? Why don't championships come in at the second round? Because if you do that and work out the maths, that opens out about another 40 spaces. Mm. Have another preliminary round. What's the problem? But the <coughs> uh, the good news uh, from the Football Association is that Newark Florida have been accepted into this season's FA Vars and the draw has been being made on this coming Friday. Right, well, we're talking about the FA Cup and we're not talking about Florida. Well, next season we'll be talking about the FA Cup. Right, well, you're not, you're not this season, <coughs> so stick to the point. <laughs> um, I think it's shocking. Yeah, it's... I just think it's shocking. They're not in the slightest bit bothered. But the one thing you got to say about the fa is that they are very consistent aren't they yeah yeah i just it's just <coughs> we'll stick with the fa shall we just just for a <laughs> moment while, while i'm on my eye horse amateur players grassroots players whatever are not allowed under fa rules to bet on football matches yeah so it was announced today that um the all the step three and all the step four leagues will now be sponsored by a betting company yeah. So, I just, you know, <laughs> is it, have I got morals that other people haven't got? Uh, when it comes to the Football Association, I think everybody's got different morals. Um, I just, just find um, it beyond belief at times. Mm, they, uh, I, I, mean, I, I thought that all tobacco companies and betting companies had been uh, effectively removed from sponsorship yeah. these days. But now Step 3 and Step 4 football is going to be sponsored by a better company. I'm not going to name him. It's not difficult to go on social media and find him. But yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just... I, I. Flo says local derby friendly may be off tomorrow night. Anybody who, who has been sort of to Australia for the last week and don't know, Flo Serve and Collingham is now not taking place tomorrow night, which I think is... <clears throat> disaster i really wanted to see that one played but anyhow i understand the reasons why it's only because i won't be here otherwise and if anybody listened i told you two (laughs) weeks ago it was no it it was never going to get played but nobody (laughs) listens to me um two interesting games tomorrow night though if you really want some football fix grand from town are at home to grimsby town Mm. decent match yeah and if you want to have a little bit sort of westward pinkston at our area i know but pinkston are playing ilkeston town 
That's what you call the local derby. Mm. Of course, Wilkinson Town hasn't got last season's captain anymore. I wonder where he's gone before Tony answers that. <laughs> and we always end up the summer weekend wrap with um, the wonderful tones of Fondon's Mark Everington, who actually, more than anybody, tells us exactly how it is. <laughs> and how it is on Saturday wasn't absolutely brilliant on the face of it, Mark. No, it, it wasn't. To be honest, we, we bowled quite well, to be honest. Um, we got restricted them to 166 off 40. Um, to be honest, that was a very gettable score. At one stage, I think we were 59 after about 11 or 12 overs. And um, we thought, well, we're going to get 200 in. We pulled it back well. They got probably a few too many in the last five overs. But we thought 166 on there is more than gettable. But um, once again, a batting letter down is same old story to be honest if Martin and Robbo don't get the runs um, nobody else does we're, we're short of batting we're not batting well as a team at the moment We, when you look on play cricket as we did on Saturday night when we got back to the club I think we've got Martin on 300 odd runs Robbo on 200 odd and then I think it's me Dave Adwick and Ducco on 70 odd I think we've about got the same I think all three of us had quite I'd really admit we're not having sparkling seasons uh, it's not like we're, we're in third place in the run total on merit it's because I think we're batting quite poorly as a team it's um, an issue we've got to address to be honest if we want to start winning a few more cricket matches yeah it's it's you're absolutely spot on as as usual um, all, all the targets that you chase are are, are winnable targets but yeah. uh, we if, had the same problem with Westbridge Fordians earlier in the season when they only settles, I think, it was 150 odd. Once again, if Martin and Robbo don't get them, we struggle. And um, yeah, it's, it's not bat- the, the batting is the issue at the moment. It, it, it's quite obvious on that front. But this week we've got James O'Leary back. Uh, Dave Adwick didn't play last week, so hopefully that will strengthen the batting as well. So hopefully it will pick up. It's, it is just uh, our Achilles heel at the moment. Okay, let's move on to what we like to call Rhiannon Watch. Yeah. Yeah, um, once again, she, she opened the bowling this week, bowled very well. A um, couple of bad balls that got punished, but no more so than anybody else. Um, I, I think she probably, I asked her which end she wanted, and she said she wasn't bothered. So then I went and asked Lammy, and he said, uh, I'll have downhill with the wind. So I think she probably regretted that uh, <laughs> after a little bit. Uh, but now she bowled five overs at 23, I think it was. She was a little bit disappointed with how many she went for, but she didn't. She bowled really well. Um, this week it was Ducko's turn to drop a catch off her bowling. Um, which, yeah, unfortunately he couldn't bend down far enough, which I think was the issue. Um, Waste tight, Pardon? Waist tight, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah, keeping she... out of this in case he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, she, bowled, she bowled very well again. Uh, like I say, she's a bit disappointed, but she had no reason to be. She bowled... Uh, exceptionally well they couldn't get away with the, to be fair their opening batsmen were, were very good bats and um, now superb again um, unfortunately she isn't available this week um, due to I think commitments at, at a higher level with county and Welbeck ladies but now I can't fault her again whatsoever really really impressed again and you know it, I always think it's nice if somebody is disappointed afterwards because yeah. Um, in their mind, then they know they've got to try that little bit harder because they think they can do that little bit bit better. And we we yeah. all know she's got nothing to be just disappointed about. But if 
you're disappointed. It's, it's nice yeah. to see someone want, want to improve and get better. Yes. We've had yeah. we've had people at the club before who've um, gone out into four in the first over, then got out at the end of the first over and think they've done well because it's a glorious four or got yeah. one for 60-odd and wasn't my wicket ball brilliant. Well, it was, but your other ten overs were a load of rubbish. Yeah. So it is nice <laughs> for someone like that to actually think, well, I want to improve, when actually she's done fairly well anyway. So no, it's, it's a nice attitude to have. It's certainly very refreshing. It, it most certainly has. So where, where are you this weekend? Are you back to, to Marshall? Yeah, we're back at home this week. We've got Westbridge... Bridgeford at home. Um, say James O'Leary's coming back in. Dave Adwick's coming back in. So we've we've probably strengthened a bit. So um, now it'll be hopefully to get another win on the board and um, get back to winning ways and try and put a little bit of a run together now, which would, would be quite nice because uh, just need a bit more bit more consistency. So we're bowling well. It's just the batting that's pretty much letting us down a little bit at the moment. So uh, obviously it'd be nice if Martin and Robbo get some, but it'd be nice if uh, a few others chip in as well. You can tell me about a, a, a good victory. One thing I know you will tell me about is, is, is you'll all be smiling at, at, at the end of it, and that's what uh, that's yeah. what it's all about. Mark, that's thank you right. so much. No worries. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, mate. Bye. 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 And he does say it how it is, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, absolutely brilliant. And I, <laughs> I love these lads that takes time out to, uh, uh. you know, um, give us give us a chat. Tomorrow night, you wasn't going to be here. Now you've decided that you're going to pop along and you, you just don't know where you are, were you? Um, new sport to Radio New Sport tomorrow but night. But not to me, Michael. But not to you, apparently. I didn't realise. I found a bit of an expert. Um, oh, yeah. Wherever I drive around in the summer, there's people dressed all in white, throwing wooden balls down, down the field. So... I decided that we really ought to find out a little bit more about a game that when I was a young lad, I used to go and watch Father play down at Lowfields week in, week out. And well, it's another sport, <clears throat> Tony, that opens the door to sport to a lot of people yeah, that wouldn't uh, play sport. Well, when you were... That's a, being polite. When you were a young lad, Francis Drake played bowls. Yes, he did. And uh, But basically, I went to the Farndon Bowls Club 25th anniversary celebrations as an advertiser reporter, and I was invited to join in. Uh, and afterwards, uh, we had a bum fight in uh, the Farndon Memorial Hall, and uh, the president, uh, Isabel Lee, who is no longer with us, bless her, uh, she came up to me and she said, uh, did you enjoy that, Tony? I said, uh, yeah, it was, it was actually, it was it was superb. I really, really enjoyed the sport. And she says, which, which rink were you on? I said, one, five and six. But ba- basically, uh, on the strength of that appearance, I uh, I then played for Farndon, uh, Farndon B for three years. And the only reason I played for Farndon B was because they didn't have a C team. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we we had, had great fun. It's, 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 it's a lovely, lovely social evening. So we're going to delve tomorrow night into the genteel world mm. of bowls, and I want to know one of the questions that I want to know. And you don't have to tell me now; you can tell me tomorrow night. Okay. What's the difference between lawn green bowls and crown green bowls? And that you can answer that one tomorrow night. I'll look you up then. Not, not, to, <laughs> not tonight. Cause you, you, two things I remember: one, you played crown green bowls up north, yeah, you seem to, and two, going back to again when I was a lad, 
Skeggy Bowls Week and Great Yarmouth Bowls Week, and oh. everybody seems to descend on them. Too. And I want to know oh. if they still happen. So, a bit of homework for you there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Right, well, that's no answer. You can find out. <laughs> I need to know the weeks. I'll guess on Wednesday night, because you'll be sitting there all over the place on Wednesday night. Craig Roach and Steve Kirkham are our guests in the studio for a bit of a special. Um, no phone calls. Straight through. Apart from might well play test tony so i can embarrass you in front oh, of them too right. um <laughs> i want to know what sort of season that newark flow serves managers are expecting i also want to know of both of those two while they're sitting in front of me if last season was a disappointment to them or not it was a disappointment to the captain was it a disappointment to the managers or was objective achieved because it actually was promotion objective was achieved so we're going to talk about them uh, you'll you'll see on our social media pages the six new signings well we'll go into depth on those lads as well and find out a little bit more about them and tony is then going to tell us some of the grounds and something about some of the teams that flow serve are going to be playing this season because we're in new territory here folks completely new territory so tony's going to get his head down before wednesday night and tell us a little bit about some of the clubs that flosive are going to be playing against look forward to that Thursday night gary edgerton joins us on the phone damo parkinson joins us on the phone because we've actually got live football on wednesday night newark town are taking on what i'm told is going to be a very strong gainsborough trinity team that's going to visit the Sports Village, what actually will be Newark Town's first match there, as I'm led to believe. Um, so it's Damo's new look team against Gainsborough Trinity, and that's on Wednesday night, quarter to eight at the Sports Village. Go and watch that one, and then on Thursday night, Damo's coming onto this show to tell us his thoughts on this first. And big, I mean, he's not messed about with the opposition for this one, has he? Mm. They also play Lincoln United, don't they? Yeah. Step I mean, he's using his contacts, isn't he? But, you know, I mean... Step four side. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got some cracking friendlies. But, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, he can... He can learn an awful lot against the quality opposition in uh, pre-season friendly. You most certainly can. And talking of quality, no AD tonight, who is quality, but what a replacement. Straight off the substitutes, Benz. Mr. Doug. Oh. We are 